A serial sperm donor is being sued. There's been a crackdown on birth tourism in Argentina. And the only alcohol-free bar in Dublin has closed its doors. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside the closet. I have three strange news segments from all around the planet. Here you go. A serial sperm donor is being sued after fathering over 500 children. Boy. We have a serial sperm donor, they're calling him. He's fathered 550 children. He's trying to break Genghis Khan's record. Just trying to spread my seed, make a country of my own DNA. Unbelievable. How does this even happen? He's being sued amid accusations that his prolific sperm donations increase the risk of accidental incest. Yeah, obviously it does. Having 550 children increases the risk of accidental incest, especially if it's in a very concentrated area or country. The Netherlands Donakind Foundation is taking Jonathan Jacob Meyer to court to stop him donating sperm. Why don't you just stop him from donating sperm? Just like (laughs) print out a picture of him, deliver it to all the sperm banks and say, this man should not be allowed to donate his seed. I mean, you got to sue him to stop him? It's got to be breaking laws at this point. Um, and aren't these sperm donating donation foundations private companies? If they choose to not allow you to donate, then you will not be allowed to donate. I don't see the problem in stopping this guy, but you got to take him to court. They're accusing him of lying about the number of children he's fathered. I'm sure he has, but then in his defense, how does he even know how many children he's fathered? But if he's telling people it's like 10, you know, that's obviously... An oversimplification. Dutch sperm clinic guidelines say donors should donate a maximum of 25 children or to 12 women to prevent inbreeding, incest, or psychological problems for donor children. Now we have a civil case here being brought by a Dutch mother of one of Mr. Meyer's children who has been named only as Eva. She had a child in 2018 from his donated sperm. She says, quote, If I had known he had already fathered more than 100 children, I would never have chosen him. If I think about the consequences this could have for my child, I am sick to my stomach. Now they want the court to order Mr. Meyer to stop donating and to find out which clinics he has donated to. It all seems so strange to me that they can't stop this man from donating. Well, I mean, if you pay a guy to touch himself, he's going to touch himself. He's just going to touch himself all day long. This is what guys want to do. It's like a dream to get paid to touch yourself. It says here, they also want all his sperm in storage to be destroyed unless it is reserved for a woman who has already had one of his children. Um, Here's a quote from the Donakind Foundation chairman. We are taking action against this man because the government is doing nothing. He has a global reach via the internet. He does business with large international sperm banks. Hmm. Now, here's a little bit of information about Mr. Meyer. He's a musician from The Hague. He is on a Dutch donation blacklist currently, but still continues to donate abroad, including in Denmark, Ukraine, and other countries. The 41-year-old has also approached prospective parents looking for home insemination online and on social media and has shown no signs of changing his behavior, according to the foundation. Wow, this guy just thinks, the world deserves more of me, more of my DNA. This guy's got a mental issue. 
says here that the Dutch Gynecologists Association raised the alarm about this guy in 2017 after it emerged. He had fathered at least 100 children through 10 different clinics in the Netherlands. But, you know, when you're doing this online, I suppose you can just skirt over these guidelines that are in certain regions. In the United States, there's really no enforced national limit. But the American Society for Reproductive Medicine recommends a maximum of 25 live births per population area of 850,000. And they recommend no donations in the state of Florida. Do not receive any Florida donations because you don't want that DNA. And that'll definitely be a problem somewhere down the line. Well, regarding Mr. Meyer, says he now lives in Kenya. Uh, and I hope they can somehow track this guy down with a pair of scissors, to be honest, because this has got to stop. The world doesn't need 550 of this guy. A crackdown on birth tourism as pregnant Russians flock to Argentina. Oh, another birth-related story here. Immigration authorities in Argentina are cracking down on Russian women who, since the invasion of Ukraine, have started traveling to Buenos Aires to give birth in order to gain Argentinian citizenship for their children. Let's find out why, if this is a benefit to have this dual citizenship if you're a Russian. The director of Argentina's immigration office, Florencia Carignano, said on Friday that a judicial investigation has been launched into what she described as a very lucrative business. This business promises Argentinian passports for the Russian parents. Oh, I wonder how legal this is. Carignano spoke after 33 expecting women, all between 32 and 34 weeks into their pregnancies, arrived on the very same flight on Thursday. Several of the women were initially turned away at passport control, but were eventually let into the country. While the concept of birth tourism isn't anything new, Moscow's isolation from the West as a result of the war has made Argentina, where Russians face no visa requirements whatsoever, a very popular destination for families looking to give their children the privileges of second citizenship. Yeah, and you, that's something you want to consider if you're raising children in a country that seems to be very unstable right now. Uh, it says here, some 10,000 plus pregnant Russians have arrived in the South American country in the past year. Wow, this is wild. It says here, everyone is looking for options. Russian women fly to Argentina to give birth. The officials say that about 7,000 of the women returned home after giving birth, leaving Argentinian lawyers charged with applying for Argentinian citizenship for their baby, and then the parents as well. According to the Argentinian representative, uh, they don't quite like this over there. Um, here's the quote. The problem is that they arrive, they have their children, and then they leave Argentina never to come back. We can't allow them to shamelessly lie to us saying they're tourists. Clearly they're not tourists. They're coming over here on a flight called Pregnant Air. I mean, come on. Who comes here to have a kid and is a tourist? You can't be a tourist with a newborn anyways. We're not stupid. Now we have Christian Rubilar, who's a lawyer, representing one of the women. This woman is delayed at the airport, and he's concerned about his client. She's 32 weeks pregnant. She's come to Argentina, according to him, to escape from the war. Yeah, who wouldn't want to escape from a war? Except for the war's really not in Russia, but uh, close enough. And if you have a baby over there, you know, you think of the future. Maybe being conscripted into a war that you don't agree with that's happening now to grown men in Russia, I'd imagine. People that don't agree with it have to get yanked into it involuntarily in some cases. Here's a quote from the lawyer, Rubelar. In Putin's regime, not agreeing to war is enough for one to go to jail or for members 
of your family to be sent to the front lines for battle. It says here, on a Friday afternoon, two of the Russian women remained inside Buenos Aires airport, un- unable to pass through immigration control, and they had been there over a day. The spokesperson for immigration says they are not under arrest and that negotiations are underway to send them back to their point of departure. An effort complicated by the fact that the women arrived unaccompanied with very little money without return tickets and more than 30 weeks pregnant. Well, that sounds like it wasn't really planned very well. I mean, you, you arrive with no return ticket, uh, no, no, no money at all, unaccompanied and very pregnant. Wow. Um, but I mean, when you're desperate, this is what you, you, you know, there's obviously an air of desperation here. If you're just getting on a flight, you don't even have a return ticket. You're just like, I'm going to go over there and have this baby. I mean, these women are very desperate. So whatever's driving them is, it needs, should be addressed. And I mean, I don't know how you do that though. It's, it's a damn shame. Um, there's a leader that obviously is unsavory to a portion of the population. And this is what you get. You get child birthing tourism, which I've never heard of. But you can't blame them. Becoming a citizen of Argentina is beneficial. Uh, you have an out at that point, dual citizenship. You can go to college there. I hear with this sort of citizenship, you can then easily become a citizen of Spain as well. So you can you know, become a European citizen. This is a nightmare situation. What do you do? Yay! The only alcohol-free bar in Dublin closes its doors. The only alcohol-free bar in Dublin, called the Virgin Mary, has had to permanently close its doors. The bar opened on Capel Street in May of 2019, and it specialized in alcohol-free cocktails. It's a surprise to me that it lasted this long in Dublin because that just sounds like a bad business idea from the jump. Know your audience, bro. Know your audience. This is the Irish. (laughs) It's like opening up an Apple store in Amish country. Yeah, they don't use those devices. Let's keep reading. We have a statement on social media where the owners say that their time at 54 Capel Street has finally come to a close and it marks an exciting new chapter for them, though, because the Virgin Mary bar is going mobile. What? It's going mobile. It's going to have a Virgin Mary cocktail truck, like a food truck, but it serves virgin beverages. It says here, as part of the wider Virgin Mary franchise operation, we are thrilled to be bringing our new The Virgin Mary on the road concept to events, festivals, pop-up venues, and much more around the island of Ireland. So they're just going to take it on the road, it looks like, do little pop-up events. All right, so it looks like they're just getting rid of the brick-and-mortar situation, going out on the road, trying to make it easier by lowering the overhead. Uh, And I've seen boba trucks before, smoothie trucks. That could work. It seems odd that they attempted this in the first place, but you got to hand it to them, trying to do the impossible. It had a pretty good name, too. I like the Virgin Mary. That's That's a good name, but, you know. It's like you don't open a Taco Bell in Mexico. We saw how that went. It failed. <laughs> you know, you got to like collect data from your environment before you decide to launch a business like this. Like you don't even see alcohol-free bars in California, a place where the cannabis culture has seemingly overtaken the booze culture on some level. Yeah, I, I see more and more people that are just smoking and not really drinking. And you still don't see a bar like this. You know, I don't know if it w- would survive even in Los Angeles. 
the only way to do it is to just have the most amazing food, I would think, right? Then maybe you could get by because then people will go there for the food and just put up with the fact that they can't have a beer with it, it would seem to me. I'm not, I am, I'm not a restaurateur. I mean, I'm just throwing ideas out there. Of course, there are bars that offer non-alcoholic choices. That seems to be more reasonable and the norm. But, you know, I always wonder about that, too, because you'll look at the menu and their non-alcoholic beverages are almost as expensive as the alcoholic beverages, which never made sense to me. It should be like, you should really lower that price. It's, you know, in my opinion, you know, like you're going to charge me $5 for a soda at your place, <laughs> at your bar. I mean, it just seems odd. And that's just one of my pet peeves, I suppose. Well, regardless, the Virgin Mary's closing its doors. So sorry for those of you in Dublin who were uh, regulars at this pub. Um, so I guess you're, there's going to be no more last no calls. <laughs> Get it? Last no, no call? Last no call. Get Okay. All right. They're not all winners. Shut up. Yay! Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News. I appreciate your time. There's a gazillion podcasts out there, and you were like, you know what? I'm going to press play on this bad boy, and you did, and you joined me, and I appreciate it. If you liked it and haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you do that so that you get five-day-a-week weird news. Maybe that's too much for you. You don't have to listen every day, but subscribe nonetheless. I have a lovely review that was written on Amazon about the show here by Jacob D. Mitch. Uh, Jacob gave me five stars and wrote, great entertainment. Oh, that's lovely. Great entertainment. He wrote, when you need a reprieve from the droll of the daily news, this podcast is for you. Weird news from around the world from the awesome host Jonesy is perfect to mix in and lighten up the real world. What a sweet, sweet message right there and review from Jacob. I so appreciate that, Jacob. I don't know where you live. It says the U.S., though. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time to write that short and sweet. Thank you for joining me all the time on there. And yeah, he makes a great point because uh, I like that word droll, the D-R-O-L-L. That's a great word, Jacob, by the way. Um, Jacob's a, a smarty. Uh, droll of the daily news. Yeah, it's a nice reprieve from that because the daily news is it's terrible. It's, it's always so terrible. There's always something horrible happening. It's usually in my country. A lot of times it involves guns and, you know, I can't even get into it. I just, you know, so I'm offering a little reprieve from that. Yes. Yes. And I'm so happy to do so. I hope it, it makes your, your news intake a little lighter. Uh, I also want to give some love uh, to Roman. Uh, Roman, who lives in Texas, came to my comedy show. A couple of them actually came to a, a couple of nights uh, and, uh, and hung out with me. In, in Dallas, and he, he gave me a card. I wanted to read this card that he gave me. He wrote me a nice message in here. It said, listen, masshole, words cannot describe the pain of having to suffer your endless digressions over the last half decade. The pain in my stomach from laughing so hard is enough to sometimes shed tears of blissful joy. Listening to you makes my day every day. You don't know how much I enjoy listening to you every morning. Thank you, Jonesy. Uh, and then he says, love you, bro. Roman from DFW, which is Dallas-Fort Worth, all right? I'm learning what the, what the acronym, DFW. I, yeah, I flew into DFW. I'm like, yeah, DFW, I know what's going on. Anyways, uh, shout out to Roman. So grateful for his gift. And he hung out with me a couple nights. We had some good food, good drinks, good conversation. Uh, good people, man. It's good people in Texas. I really like very friendly people. Not like in uh, Hollywood where most of the women have resting bitch face. In, in Texas, they, they look at you and they smile. 
and they actually talk to you. It's like unbelievable. Wow. Fr- being friendly. Who knew? <laughs> it just takes so much effort to be friendly, right guys? I mean, it's just so much effort. Who could do it? Anyways, um, it was a great time in Dallas. Shout out to Roman. I'm so grateful. Um, and if you guys want to support the show by writing a review like Jacob did, you can do that on a couple of places that I know of, uh, Apple Podcasts and Alexa, uh, or Amazon rather, Amazon. And you can even uh, leave me some stars on Spotify, which is another platform. If you're listening on YouTube, you could write a, definitely write a comment and a review. I got some people on there writing amazing reviews on YouTube. That's um, helpful because YouTube is usually, you know, on my, on my Funny Jones YouTube account, I get the most horrific comments. They're just horrible. I don't even know how you could say that to a stranger. I really don't. So just, it's ungodly. <laughs> like, unbelievable telling you you should quit <laughs> straight up. You should quit, bro. <laughs> wow. What have you done with your life, I want to ask? Anyways, um, let me get off this and uh, just let you know that I appreciate all of you for listening. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, you could do so by going to weirdafnews.com. You can click on Buy Jonesy a Coffee or click on the Patreon banner and join the Patreon. And that's a way of like buying me a coffee every month if you choose to. I would appreciate that. But I know how times are tough right now. Uh, the economy isn't the best. Inflation is still running rampant. And uh, so I know it's difficult to make ends meet these days. So it's no problem. Uh, just tell a friend. That costs you nothing. Tell a friend about Weird AF News. We spread it like a religion. But now no, I don't want to be associated with it with, uh, as a religion. But it's more like a, well, yeah, maybe a fun religion. You know, it is daily. It's a daily ritual for some of us. But it makes you happy, really. It um, doesn't take all your money. 